When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The words of Thomas Jefferson to an almost a half centuries ago set forth in the Declaration of Independence. There's always been a little bit of a question about whether Thomas Jefferson was a Unitarian or not. But some of that depends on how you define Unitarians. Thomas Jefferson said that were there a Unitarian church in Virginia, he would be a member. Now, his convictions were somewhere between being a deist and a Unitarian. But that's what he said. So I think we can claim it. Uh, Jefferson and another Unitarian, John Adams, and someone who was not a Unitarian, Benjamin Franklin, were on the committee that decided that the eagle, bald eagle, was going to be on the national seal. Um, Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be a turkey. I'm pretty glad they can't blame that one on us. The idea of independence is one of those that we grew up with if we grew up in the United States. And we've been taught to lift that idea up above a whole lot of other ones. As a nation, we've considered it a prize worth dying for and an ideal worth living into. And if you're like me, then for significant stretches of your journey, you will have somehow blended it with the, you know, kind of clumped it with the notions of uh, freedom, self-reliance, self-actualization, individualism, personal liberty, pride, autonomy. All of those empowering, but most often ego-fortifying, upper end of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, kinds of things, qualities. And because they're such, they're so woven into our DNA, it's really hard to separate things back out. So, because independence is all tangled up with those things, then independence and freedom are about me. 
They're about what I can do. What I can have, what I can achieve. The circumstances under which others have a right to stop me and limit my actions. That's all tied in there too, tangled in there. There are clearly times, well, at least for a country, for a city, for a state, there are times clearly that someone else's freedom and individual interests are problematic. Aren't there? The value of independence all depends on how that independence affects others. Uh, you know, we know that taxation without representation was one of the last straws or, or, or things that is accredited with driving us to revolution. And taxation at the same time also indicates a system, if it's functioning and if you have representation, it, it, taxation at all represents a system that includes dependence of some sort, or at very least, an interdependent relationship. Now, Friday before last, Susan Caldwell and I went down to Baton Rouge uh, to witness and support an executive action from the governor of this state, um, which returned decisions about taxes to the areas being affected. John Bell Edwards is the first governor since 1936 to refuse to automatically rubber stamp tax exemptions that take money from parish school boards, sheriff's offices, and parish commissions, the governing bodies, uh, and parish infrastructure. In the same session that the Commerce and Industry Committee planned to pass all of the $1.8 billion worth of newly requested corporate tax exemptions in Globo, without further investigation, without further investigation, The governor announced he would not sign future requests that were not tied to job creation or retention, that did not file an intent application. There was a clause in there that under $5 million, you didn't have to apply first. You just could slip it in at the last minute. So from, from May to June 24th, the number of requ requests for exemptions went from $200 million to $1.8 billion. Just with those last minute, oh, we don't have to tell you we're going to do this thing. Okay, no feelings about this. <laughs> um, he was not going to sign, you know, he was going to not sign any request that didn't first meet with the approval of the parishes from which that property tax was going to be withheld. This is the only state in the nation that wasn't letting the parishes 
counties have that control to begin with. So the inverse of taxation without representation was absence of taxation without representation. See, if you dig into these things, they get a little bit more complicated. Anyway, the Constitution said that these exemptions, this committee was obligated to see that these exemptions were in the best interest of the state of Louisiana. If they weren't even looking at them, you think they knew whether they were in our best interest or not? Anyway, uh, corporate interests were being placed unquestioned above the interests of a majority of the people living in this state, above education, above health care, above infrastructure, and the list goes on. Individuals or groups focusing entirely on their own independent interests, independent interests, can undoubtedly generate disproportionately negative consequences for others. Again, the value of independence all depends on how the independence affects others. The governor's actions in this case, as well as in the case of Medicaid expansion, which we were at a press conference for this past week, um, mark a shift back toward a more interdependent perspective. In developmental psychology, in wisdom traditions, in personal spiritual development, and in societal relationships moving from dependence to independence to interdependence correlates with maturity. We go from the reptilian complex, you know, into the uh, paleo-mammalian limbic system and from the neo-mammalian neocortex, you know, we're having to learn some new things too. This process hasn't stopped yet, y'all. Psychologically, we move from undif undifferentiated as children, totally dependent on everything around us into those stages when we're adolescent, young adult, maybe sometimes never, where, where we have to prove ourselves as not being the other. You know, differentiate. What is me? And then we move, hopefully, to places where we understand the value, the significance, and the similarity of all the other human units walking around, of which we are just one, and we grow more into interrelatedness, interdependence. And I, I understand that the things that are going on with the planet and, and the way that uh, 
economies are changing. Our resources are becoming more, in, you know, tangled up. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the things that we're going to need to stay on the planet for very long, we have to deal with other nations in the world cooperatively to manage. And the idea that has served all over the world so well for so long of independent and sovereign places over which others have no say-so is moving a little bit farther away from functionality. That's not a political opinion. That's an observation about the nature of what's going on on our planet. Anyway, um, in, wisdom, in wisdom traditions, the dependent model is the comforter. And the independent model is the achiever. And the interrelated, interdependent model is um, the collaborator. But steps in the process can't be skipped. People are where they are on their journey. Countries are where they are on their journey. America has been pretty adolescent for a long time. We, we have, with good cause, and because it was appropriate for our development, lifted up individualism, lifted up, you know, all of this, I can do it myself. But it's taught us a whole lot better how to be selfish than how to coexist. Moving from what we know into something we don't know is never easy. It's never comfortable. Growing is not easy. So we need to have compassion for others because they're growing too. We have to learn to love others in their journeys without regard to how they stack up to where we are. That's one of those really tough Unitarian ideas. So the value of independence depends on where we are in our journey. If someone has been in the dependent stages and moves into independence, that's progress. If we move towards interdependence and then something happens, well, fear always makes us go backwards. Fear always makes us go backwards. Those who are trying to run, herd the masses of us by fear know that. If we are moving towards a more interdependent idea, and model, and we get afraid, we're going to go back to, it's about me and I need to take care of this. And that's regressive. 
It's, uh, self-indulgence can be really disruptive for, for that kind of progress. But it's never, it's never a straight line. It's never always one step forward, one step forward, one step forward. Our progress typ typically is either two steps forward and one step back or three steps forward and two steps back. It's, it's human development. It's been going on throughout time. Various places around the world have tried different models of interdependence and they're being tried and they're being tested and they're being recast and reset and rejected and re, uh, renewed. I mean, uh, Asian cultures know how uh, in some facets of their world to do interdependence very well and in others not at all. We're watching Brexit. And we don't know what all will happen with that yet. But there was a model that was tried, and it's either being adjusted or rejected. I, I, I guess it depends on a lot of things after this point. Um, but we're all on the planet relatively new at these ideas. The idea that, a, that our nation may at any point in history, even if it's 1,200 years from now, not be the sovereign nation that it is, is kind of a freaky thought. But things have to happen in their time. Throughout history, people have tried to build empires, and the empires have fallen because it wasn't time yet. And the, and the models that were being employed were not interdependent. They were trying to force backward-thinking models onto progress. Personally, I think people that are doing transitions are teaching people who have very rigid black and white thinking that they have to, at some level, begin to look at shades of color that aren't black and white. It's time in our progress. It's time in human development, whether it makes us comfortable or not, whether we like it or not. It's part of our developmental stages. As Unitarian Universalist com community, we acknowledge the interdependence of all existence. It's one of our principles. Just like the principle of honoring the worth and dignity of every person, just like the love that's the doctrine of this church, the idea of living in to respect for the interdependent web of life of which we are all a part is work. It's not just some idea out there. It's something that takes a lot of intention. We're growing up. We're not done yet. So for this Independence Day weekend, I'd like for us to be intentional in our efforts to learn 
more about places our edges might be expanding to understand interdependence a little better, to understand maybe where our independence can be problematic, not to believe lies that we've been told that keep us in cages, not to hide our light under a bushel, but to understand that, that those things are a part of every other being too. And it's through great love beyond our isolated capacity. It's great love and cooperation and collaboration with all that is. The mystery that holds this life together, the, the powers that we cannot describe, cannot know, all of that moves us forward. Let us set aside our fear-based responses and let us redirect things that we might identify in ourselves as selfish and celebrate the opening of new possibilities. <laughs>